Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking Disneyland in Southern California loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Woo-hoo! That's for sure. I do love those Disneyland visits, and they're so rare now. So, uh, yeah. Very excited and excited to talk about it. Thank you, honey. We are very excited to talk about it. So excited that we literally got off a red eye about, (laughs) oh, just over six hours ago. Mm -hmm. Drove back to our home, got a couple hours of sleep, a cup of coffee, which Michelle is sipping right now. (laughs) And then we're right here to tell you all about our trip. Well, at least the first part of our yes, trip. part one. Yes, sorry to go all Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows on you, <laughs> but we are going to split this into two parts because there's so much to talk about from this trip. We either were going to go for, we were either going to skim over too much stuff right. and do a shorter episode than, you know, not really focus on a lot of these things that we would have liked to, or we would have had like a three hour podcast episode because a lot happened during this trip. Yes, a lot happened and we're happy to share with everybody. And the good thing is it's not going to end in a cliffhanger or anything like that. (laughs) Will it? I don't know. Yes, I don't think so. You never know what will happen at the end. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But we will have some fun talking about that. We are recording this episode on Sunday, January 14th, 2024. As we mentioned, we were in Disneyland literally like 18 hours ago, red-eyed back to Florida, like caught a couple hours sleep because we needed to get something in (laughs) because we do not sleep well on planes. And now we are here recording for you. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. We have a resolution that we're going to do more on YouTube this year. We will see if we stick to that, (laughs) but we are going to make that attempt. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We love hearing from you in any of those ways. And let us know if there's something you want us to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we we just want to t- connect with you in any way. But if there's a topic you want to go over, if you have any questions for us, if you just want to say hi, please hit us up on the Gmail account. But you can also hit us up on social media as well. That is a great way to stay in contact with us. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was because we are the Disney podcast of positivity. So we like to focus on those positive moments, those highlights, what we call the best thing from this week. And when we do it, we talk, we start with Michelle because she's wonderful. She's amazing. She's all things great. We know she does the best research. You may have heard that last week. She definitely has the best list. You hear that all the time. One thing is for certain, she has the best, my favorite thing from this week as well. So let's get to it. And here's Michelle with her favorite thing 
from this week. Wow, gee, it's very hard to narrow down this week because there were so many wonderful, wonderful things. And and I don't want to like rank any as better than others. Um, However, I know that one of the things that was our favorite thing we're going to talk about today. So I think what I'm going to share with people is we got to spend some really good quality time with family that we haven't seen since we moved out here and some that we may have seen more recently, but still not get to see quite as much as we'd like and having time together at their homes and in the parks was just fabulous. And uh, I think I'm going to include that as my favorite thing of the week. That's probably a good thing to mention as our favorite thing from this week, because we won't um, go over that that much during these episodes. The fact that, you know, a big part of this trip was to go back and see some family that we had not seen since we left Southern California. So, you know, we did get to connect with them in various different ways. Right. I mean, we didn't brush on it, but we won't get into detail about it. But it was so great to see them all and get yes. to spend some good quality time with them. And, uh, you know, and uh, we even shared some time at the happiest place on earth with them, which was wonderful as well. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So that I agree with you. I mean, it's all this whole week was my favorite thing from this week. But I think that's a good point to start at for sure as family as well. We did get a my favorite thing from this week from one of our listeners. (laughs) This was from Scott in Minnesota. He said, my favorite thing from this week was getting my D23 card in the mail (laughs) along with this handsome fella. And he he posted a picture of the Mickey statuette that came with, if you you join the D23 uh, as a gold member or a gold duo member, um, they, they you get a bunch of stuff with it, including this really handsome statuette of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it was uh, designed in recognition of the 100th year anniversary for the company, and it's so cute, and we have one and love it, and so I totally understand why Scott in Minnesota is enjoying becoming a D23 member and getting that wonderful gift. Right, and I know he has some good things to come from that D23 yes. membership, including something coming up very, very soon, something similar to what we will be talking about on this episode. So let's go ahead and get to this week's episode. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including the date has been announced for when you'll be able to secure tickets to this year's ultimate Disney fan event. Speaking of D23. Also, we received some details about the adventurous new stage show based on a fan favorite Disney movie that will be debuting aboard the Disney cruise lines. Next amazing ship. (laughs) And we now know when you'll be able to check out Disney's latest animated gem in your own living room. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all later. Let's go ahead and get to our main Southern California related topic of the week. So yes, as we mentioned already, we are just back from our wonderful trip to Southern California, and we're going to talk about the the first few days of the trip, traveling out to Southern California, and our first couple days that we spent out there. Yes, I I mean, we really had a whirlwind of a... Oh boy, that is almost (laughs) underselling what it was. Yes, I mean, we did so much fun 
things out there and and it, it's just incredible how much we were able to fit into that time frame. Yes, in just over a week. Yes. Um there was a ton of stuff. We and actually we knew it was going to be a ton of stuff, right. but it was like it, I think there was even more jam-packed. Like we were especially for the first couple of days, which is what we're really going to talk about here. We were running around it felt like <laughs> non-stop. It right. wasn't exactly a relaxing vacation, but it was a really fun vacation. That's right. Yes. So we started off on Friday. Let's see. That would have been. So today's the 14th, <laughs> 13th, 12th. So it that was, was December. No, January. <laughs> January. <laughs> the Sorry. lack of sleep is kicking I in. I know. I know. Uh, January 5th, I believe, is when we actually ended up oh, I see what you're leaving right. from. I got off work at about 5 p.m. We came home. We gathered up our stuff. We had a very early flight scheduled from out of Orlando, which is about an hour from us, from out of uh, Orlando International Airport. Uh, so we kind of decided, you know, rather than try and get up like ridiculously early yeah, in the morning, <laughs> we would go ahead and stay somewhere out in the Orlando area, very close to the airport, so we could try and get a little more sleep. Exactly. Try, try. is the key word yes. there. <laughs> that was the intention. Yes. <laughs> So I came home, got off work. We had most of everything packed up. We loaded up the car, headed out there, uh, parked at one of the economy lots. And then we decided to stay because we've seen it. We've walked through it. You've probably all walked through it if you visit the Orlando airport. There is that Hyatt Regency mm-hmm. that is right there in the Orlando International Airport. Looking down, you can see the rooms looking down on the space. Right. And, you know, part of this, too, was in addition to being having a very very early flight that it was still kind of part of the holiday season. Oh, yes, it was. And we had already been monitoring what the the uh, times that the queue through security were taking and knowing that it could range from anything from about 25 minutes to closer to an hour. And so that's why when we factored all these things in together, we thought being right there on-premises would would help us out with that and not have to have any frantic moments. So we thought. And we, we, yes, exactly. (laughs) So we thought. And we splurged a little bit. Obviously, that that hotel is not inexpensive. Uh, It is a splurge for sure. But we wanted to be as close as possible. We wanted to try it out so we could tell you about it. If you've ever wondered about it, what we what we experienced there. Um, and we weren't there for a long time because, I mean, we got there later in the evening. Um, and then we were up very, very early in the yes. morning to catch our flight. Our flight was a 6.30 a.m. flight. It was actually a little before 6.30. That's right. Yeah. It was like 6.20. It was, it was, yeah. it was a very, very early flight. Uh, so we did check in. Uh, Michelle, what did you think about the Hyatt Regency Orlando International Airport? Well, you know, obviously the proximity to being right there where things are and and the fact that we had already then had our car parked somewhere and shuttled to the hotel. We didn't have to do all that in the morning. So my first impression was it it really is beautiful. Like when you're walking through the airport and you see it and you see how it overlooks the airport. It, it really is very pretty and, and has some nice features. Like if you're looking for dinner, you know, having it at the top and, and things like that. There are, there are some really cool things like that. Yeah, our room was up very high, um, almost to the top level yeah. of that resort. Um, we did have a room that was overlooking the center. So if you if you were walking in through the main, I don't know, what, what do you want to call it? In between the gates, in between the security there. Right. 
at the airport. Um, if you had looked up, one of our rooms was there. You could see where right. our room was. And it wasn't a premium room. It was a standard room. Right. That was not like an upgraded room, actually. It was, like I said, just a standard yeah, two two queen bedroom. They give you upgrades if you want to like watch the planes take right. off and land and whatever. So you have looks uh, views out that way. This was looking down at the people. Uh, one thing we noticed right away: there are balconies there. I don't know if some of the lower ones you're able to go out on, but ours, uh, you couldn't open yes. the door to go out on the balcony. Right. Um, probably for for many safety reasons, right. which we discussed when we were in the room. Um, but just know you can look down, but you're not going to be able to go out, uh, at least not in our room. Right. You we're not able to go out in exactly. that balcony. Right, right. Um, so uh, we did check in. Yeah, we had options. We had brought a little bit of snacks with us. We had brought a little wine. That We had we had an open bottle of wine. So we brought that with us to finish off, like with some cheese and crackers and mm-hmm. some other things to kind of, that was kind of going to be our dinner in the room. But if you wanted to go there, they did have a full bar, which actually mm-hmm. you can visit. You don't need to be staying there to go to that bar right. if you want. Um, and they do have a restaurant up. It was actually on our floor, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So you can pick up things there to eat. And of course, you know they have room service and other things available right um so we did that decided to get to bed uh, somewhere around nine o'clock i want to say uh and then well (laughs) let's just say that is not the most quiet (laughs) resort at least not in our experience right you know you you do have that close proximity and as tom said you're you're right in between like terminals a and b area and so you do, especially once you try to like turn off TV and everything, you start to notice the ambient noise around that includes a lot of hustle and bustle and some overhead pages and things. And it's, you know, it's a muffled sound in the room, but you do hear it. Mm-hmm. We also had, uh, I don't know about you, but this, this is the one that got me up in the middle of the night. There was some poor child out there that was not happy to be there at around two in the morning, right. um, just screaming their heads off. And it, 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 I think because the way it funnels up, it like echoed all the way up right. to us. Yeah. Um, that's woke me up. Anyway, it was not the most peaceful stay. I think it's a, because it, it, you discussed this before, that it's used by a lot of people who fly in and then go to the cruise lines right. afterwards. I think it's a fantastic stay for that if you if you don't mind paying the extra money. But if you're flying in in the evening and don't really feel like renting a car or getting transportation out there to mm-hmm. near uh, Port Canaveral that night, um, if you wanted to just stay there and then head down in the morning and then they'll have the agents there if you're right. taking the transportation to the cruise lines, especially Disney Cruise Line. Um, that seems like a, a re- and you don't have to be up as early as us, obviously, to go right. do that. Um, and that seems like a reasonable uh, way to stay there, pers- uh, a good reason to stay. Right, exactly. It, you know, it, it is super convenient being right there and not having to do anything else that would normally take place during other types of travel. Exactly. So uh, it does seem like it just didn't work for us as well as we would have liked to, but I think the resort, the room was appointed nicely. It was clean. It was beautiful. Um, I, we had no problems with the rooms itself. It's just that we just had an issue that we didn't get as much sleep. Right. Yeah. We're a little bit lighter sleepers and you know, the, it still did serve the purpose of having that convenience in the morning of not even, even because we considered area hotels around the airport, you know, but it still would have required having to park the car, get shuttled someplace. Um, right. And so we just thought this, this would be the best option for 
a very early flight. Yes. I and mean, we did get up and we, we didn't sleep a lot. So we were up very early, <laughs> yes. got up, went down to their security and we realized, oh yeah, it, it may be January 6th, but this is still the holiday crowd right. there. It was a lot in security. So checked our bags, got through security. Luckily we, we got an early start on the day and we were right there. Um, so we did get through in time, but not by as much as you would think being right. right there. But we did get through, got on our flight, and off to Southern California we went. Right. You know, and I think, you know, the other thing that is probably good to say here is uh, the Orlando airport was, you know, you could see on their website, they, they were saying three hours ahead of your flight time to allow for, you know, checking your luggage in and going then through security. And so heed those, those uh, keys that they're giving you, because that is very, very helpful and accurate. Right. Uh, like, like I said, um, it was a fine stay. Um, it just didn't work for as well as we could have for us. So anyway, uh, got out there, got to Southern California, middle of the day, Met with some family, got to see our son Nick and mm-hmm. his lovely girlfriend Brianna. Right. Had some coffee with them because we really needed some coffee at yes. that point. <laughs> uh, then we checked in. I also saw my mother as well, but we saw we t- we saw her several times throughout the trip, and right. we'll talk about that um, probably in our next episode. Checked into our hotel in San Diego, which I'm not going to tell you a lot about because honestly, I'd be surprised if you ever have a reason to stay there. It was just kind of a, a, a courtyard in the middle of San Diego, but it was a it was a really nice place for the first night. Yeah, I mean, it was um, again another one of the situations where, for convenience' sake, we were going to stay there because actually it was you know more the north end of of San Diego because we we had plans for an early morning trip up to. Disneyland. Right. And it was close to where, you know, our son was and everything. So it was a, it was a good opportunity to be able to, to see him and, and spend as much time as we could. Um, we didn't get to spend nearly as much time as we really would have liked, but we did right. get to spend some time with him and that was important to us. So we woke up the very next morning in case okay, so this was Sunday, uh, January 7th, and we had big plans for the day and they all took place at Disneyland. So right. luckily we went to bed really, really early the <laughs> night before because we were really, really Zombies. exhausted and we were still on East coast time. So we could get up really, really early. I mean, we were up, I don't know, 4 a.m. Right. Uh, West coast time. Got up, got the car loaded up and we were up to Disneyland. Actually, we stopped and checked into our hotel up there, which I'll get to in a moment. And we were in Disneyland park by rope drop, which was 8 a.m. Right. Yeah, it was incredible. Never would have thought we were going to be able to actually pull that off, but yeah. we did. Uh, so we got into Disneyland and we decided this was the last day, official day of the holidays. Now, I, I will tell you that there's still, as we left yesterday, there are still a fair amount of holiday decorations Trickles, around. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't clear out. They clear out a lot of stuff on the first night after the official holidays end, but they don't clear out everything. So you can, if you want to still see some of that holiday feel a week after, you do get a piece of that if you do want to visit you know, Disneyland Park. And I'm sure the same for Walt Disney World as well. Yeah. It's mainly in like the downtown Disney area. And then there's just a few touches on the buildings. There's still some garland around. Right. And a yeah. few things. Yeah. Not, not all of it. They, they have been taking some down. But um, yeah, there was still some little pieces here and there. But like the large tree. I mean, the things that make it very obvious. Right. Holiday time is gone. Yeah. But this was the last day, official day of that. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to take in all of that. That's what we decided. We're like, this is going to be our day 
for Disneyland holidays right. to kind of enjoy that. What we used to go to all the time when we lived in Southern California is enjoying all the decor, all the fun, everything that was happening around there. So we rope dropped Haunted Mansion Holiday because that was an attraction we wanted to be sure we got on for this because it's something unique. It's not something you can find out here at Walt Disney World. It's You can only find it at Disneyland. Right. You know, and, and I know we've talked about it in the past, but going through and seeing it again, it's just really very fun to see the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at the Haunted Mansion it you know just gives a different feel to it but also very fun yeah um we love it um we love both versions that's our that's at disneyland the original of course classic version of the haunted mansion and haunted mansion holiday we love that they switch back and forth and you know most years of this year will be a little different probably uh, because they're doing some work on the haunted mansion attraction um but most years you can kind of get part of the year with one right part of the year the other i i like that personally um, but in, in the Haunted Mansion holiday, again, it never fails. We love it very much. What did you think about the, cause they put in a brand new gingerbread house in yes. the middle of the ballroom scene every single year. What did you think about the gingerbread oh house? Oh my God, this year? it was really spectacular. I really enjoyed this one. It was just so cute. Yeah. They had, it had like some doors open up and there was some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, smiling ghoul or whatever, right. like happy holidays celebrating. Right. <laughs> You get that gingerbread smell. Unfortunately, Michelle's sinuses were acting up a little right. bit, so she didn't get all that, but I fully got uh, that gingerbread smell, which always brings me home to Disneyland when Haunted Mansion Holiday is going on. Um, just, it was, it was glad, I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah, I was impressed with how the Imagineers and the Bakers had so many moving parts to this, yeah. this display this year. It's always amazing how they set it up, and um, yeah. I love it. If you've never had the opportunity to check it out, um, and you're especially if you're a Nightmare Before Christmas fan, um, you got to put it on the bucket yes. list of things to do at some point. It's so good. Uh, then we wanted to do something else that's very distinctively Disneyland, so we headed over to the Matterhorn because there's no Matterhorn anywhere right. else in the world outside of the know. real Matterhorn. Yes, um, no Matterhorn attraction anywhere else in the world, so we had to get a ride on the Matterhorn yeah, at Disneyland. Which is so fun! I love it. Yeah, that was fun. Then we did something else that we also had never done before, um, which is weird because it's been there since near the beginning of Disneyland, but we have never actually that I can recall went to the Carnation Cafe (laughs) for a little bit of breakfast. Yeah, I know. We had talked about it that neither of us had ever gone to that restaurant and we were able to secure reservations well at the 60 day window. So we had that to look forward to. Yeah. What did you think of that? I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it was, it was, I'm going to just say this right now and we're going to talk about this probably a lot. It was, (laughs) cold at Disneyland like especially we are fully into Florida now and so the days out there in Southern California were in the mid 60s at the highest they're mostly in the low 60s and oftentimes very early in the morning and at night it was dripping into the 40s so it was very very chilly Um, but we got a nice table inside the car or actually was outside outside. the Mm -hmm. Carnation Cafe had a heater not far away and Mm -hmm. it was very pleasant um, we, I ordered the, the skillet, the Carnation Cafe skillet breakfast, and you ordered, I ordered an omelet that had Walt's chili. Yes. Which Michelle won the <laughs> food ordering for breakfast. It was delicious. The chili was, I'm not really a, a, like a chili omelet or a chili dog person, 
But the chili complemented the cheese and the egg and everything in that really, really well. You had you had the winter breakfast for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, the well, the omelet size itself was very large. I was really surprised at that. Um, they didn't drown it in chili. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're ordering it, it's not like getting a bowl of chili, but it, it had enough to really complement, as Tom said, with the cheese and the egg and the omelet. And so it really and being on a cold day, I think just having right. that taste of chili, at least psychologically, made me feel a little bit warmer and enjoying it more. Yeah, I stole many bites of Michelle's <laughs> yes, omelet. Like, I ate mine too, <laughs> but I, I, mine was good. Don't get me wrong. The skillet was good. Uh, Michelle definitely won hers. One thing also we were able to do at Carnation Cafe that we were never able to do in the past is now, as of a few months ago, you can now order a little bit of an adult beverage with your breakfast, lunch, dinner at the Carnation Cafe. Yes, um, and we'll touch on yours in a second because you won the the uh, <laughs> the beverage contest there, if there was one. But you can actually order two different, uh, they have two different types of mimosas there. And one of them was more the traditional with orange juice. But they also had one that said with lavender and it had like a lavender syrup added to it. And I figured, why not try something yeah, different? Yeah, I mean, you can get a, a mimosa with orange juice pretty much anywhere. At home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, so so I, I did get in the in the, the server who was really helpful. She said, yeah, that those, it's really great. And uh, it was also cute, again, being one of these original restaurants from when the park first opened, it was cute to see the champagne in the more, not the fluted glass, but the more traditional wide brim mm -hmm. um, glass. But the, the lavender did add a really nice touch, uh, added a little more sweetness to it, if you like that in your mimosas as well. And so it was really, just felt very back in Walt's time kind of thing, having that chili, having this champagne in a, you know, more of an old fashioned champagne glass, just ha fit the ambiance of where we were. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I liked your drink very much, mm -hmm. uh, but I liked my drink more, as yes. Michelle said. Um, well, she had the better food. I may have had the better drink. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. What I got in that, this is their other signature cocktail that's going on there, is the peach pie margarita, Yeah, uh, which was very tasty. If you like, it's a little sweet, um, so you're, you're going to have to like sweet drinks. Mm -hmm. It's not like your traditional margarita that, you know, is more of the lemon lime right. citrusy. Um, this very, very much was peach, uh, but it was delicious. Uh, wonderful. Even you try, you're not a tequila fan and you tried it and you enjoyed it. Right. Right. You know, I'm, I traditionally don't care for a lot of tequila drinks, especially the more traditional ones, but this one, it, you really didn't taste the tequila you know and it didn't like offset I, I think it might have helped make it not overly sweet but it did remind you of a peach pie and it yeah. was really yummy but it was like like I said it wasn't over the top sweet that it didn't fit with what you were eating right it was delicious I loved it um, it's also one of those drinks that it could sneak up on you pretty quickly if you were to order a couple of them right just be prepared for that uh, but I enjoyed it a lot and the other thing that um, we did, you know, make note of that you can have there, although we didn't order it. So first of all, for the for the kids menu, they do have a, uh, where they build their own menu. That's the, the, the way that the setup was there. So they could mix and match things, which was really nice. If an adult got the um, Mickey 
waffle. And I think they call it Mickey-shaped waffle there. It's not the traditional little Mickey waffles that you're used to seeing throughout the parks or at some of the resorts. It is a, a large uh, single Mickey head that comes almost the size of your plate. So yeah. it looked really yummy. It was something I had contemplated, but again, being cold, thought it'd be best to get the, the chili omelet. But uh, yeah, I thought those were some really uh, great dishes that they also offered. Yeah, a lot of great breakfast options there. And um, we didn't get to try lunch or dinner, but I know there's some great lunch and dinner yes. options at Carnation Cafe as well. If you do get to Disneyland, highly recommend you putting it on your list of places to stop by and get a reservation for right. it if you can, if you can. Um, while we were on Main Street USA, after we exited the Carnation Cafe, we happened to notice as we were passing by the sign out front of the Opera House there. We can't go an episode without talking about it. And, and <laughs> we'll, we will be talking even more about it in here in a little bit. Uh, Once Upon a Studio was showing within the Disneyland Opera House as well. Yeah. So you know the big fans we are. We had to drop in and take a look at one of our favorite Disney shorts of all time, right, Michelle? Oh, definitely. And it, it never fails to make us feel so good and maybe get a little emotional. <laughs> uh, it really was great that they had it there. It seemed very appropriate to have it in, you know, again, one of these more traditional locations at the parks. I know it wasn't there when the park first opened, you know, in terms of Mr. Lincoln, although we're at a celebratory year for the World's Fair where that uh, first actually was demonstrated, but I digress. Yeah. But yeah, it seemed like a great location to have that available to people who haven't, may not have seen it either uh, playing with the company film Wish or at on Disney Plus. Yeah. I really wish they had it in a full screen theater like i was talking about we went and saw philhar magic at one point i mean i love philhar magic i don't want want it to go away or anything but i thought they could have paused it for a little bit and shown (laughs) once upon a studio in there i think it would have been pretty cool uh but it was really nice to be there right in the middle of disneyland and see this wonderful tribute to all things disney animation that this short was and yes it's still undefeated there i am right in the middle of disneyland bawling my eyes out watching (laughs) this short um it's it's fantastic and we're happy and we did go also and see um great moments with mr lincoln right because it's a classic classic. you know know, we're in disneyland we're doing very nostalgia we had to stop in and pay pay our our respects to mr lincoln right and again being the anniversary year of the New York World's Fair, where they launched that audio animatronic. Um, We had to do that. So we we talked about that this was all holiday related or almost all holiday related visit to the Disneyland Resort. We decided next that, hey, it's the holidays. They're still doing this. Why not book a holiday time at the Disneyland Resort tour, a guided tour? It's a two and a half hour tour, and we decided to to take part in that as well. Right. And just to make sure people understand that we did make a reservation for in advance. They do occasionally have some availability for walk up. I think we probably could have, we had an odd number in our group and I think they could have included one more possibly. Um, But if that is something in the future that you want to consider, it's, it's best to make the reservations. Uh, But it wasn't, I think they kept having reservations Fairly close to the date. Yeah. And there were a couple of the, I think there were more than one tour that day. Right. They do multiple tours each day, a different start time. So when you go online to 
to book this, you would have a, a choice of what would be available, which which time frames would be available. Yeah. So, and, and this is all, if you want to check into this, if you ever want to check into any of their guided tours at the Disneyland, obviously, like Michelle said, recommend if you're thinking about doing a tour, booking in advance. But as you're going in um, right past the train station on the left-hand side by City Hall there, um, you'll see a sign that says guided tours. Right. You can always inquire there about any other tours that they have available and, and check in and see if they happen to have some on that day. If you decide, hey, you know what? I think we would like to do a tour that day. Right. Especially if somebody isn't able to make it and they cancel, then things might open up for you. You never know. It's always right. worth checking if you have any interest in that. So, But we were doing the holiday time at the Disneyland Resort Tour and we had a wonderful uh, hostess. Right. Who uh, led us tour guide? Who led us through this? Her name was Emily, and uh, she was fantastic. We had a, a wonderful uh, experience, just kind of checking out a lot of the decor, not only through the Disneyland Park, but also Disney California Adventure Park, right, Michelle? Right, and that was a little unexpectedly wonderful surprise. Um, in fact, even though we met first in Disneyland. She began the, the tour by saying we were going to go over to uh, Disney California Adventure Park to see some of those. And, and again, it's a it's not one of the, it's not a super long tour. So if it's something you can usually fit into the day because it's about two and a half hours long and um, they're really focusing on the decorations and, and why certain things are chosen as decorations in those areas and just pointing out some of the uniqueness of each of the areas and how they do decorate for the holidays. Um, kind of going back to the reservation, I think part of the reason why we had a lot of availability offered was because we were booking something at the end of and the holidays technically had already passed. So if you do want something closer to the holidays, you'd want to jump on that right away. Right. Especially, yeah, as you're building up to the official That's, holidays, mm-hmm probably a little harder to book this um being a week after you know even new year's right um a little bit more availability and we were one of if not the very last of these tours uh that took part in this right it was uh, when we went over to disney california adventure one of the things i didn't realize and it so i think that's what made the tour really special too is is how they discussed that you know, we know that uh, Buena Vista area is really, uh, you know, to show what things were like when Walt and Roy were around. And so she sh- she shared with us the details of that and the color scheme. Uh, so that was all really nice because, again, we've been in that park over the holidays and seen it and it looks lovely, but not to really connect the dots of how that goes with early Hollywood yeah. Um, yeah. And we knew it's basically the days of when, like you said, Walt and Roy were starting the Walt Disney animation or Walt Disney company. Right. Um, and, you know, to actually get shown a few more things that maybe even if, even if you're looking around, you may miss as you're going through there. It was, it was really uh, outstanding. And they showed us the secret area of where the smells from the bakery come out. Yeah, a little hidden area. So you're tempted by all those wonderful tasty treats that you find there on uh, Main Street USA and uh, as well as there on uh, Buena Vista Boulevard. Right. And they even gave us treats over there too. Yes, we did. We did get some treats. Um, We explored. So on Disney California Adventure, we did get to look through Hollywood, the Hollywood area there. 
um, explained a little bit about Avengers Campus and the, mm-hmm. some of the holiday theming there. Of course, Cars Land, which is right. always the, the decorations best. there are so creative and, and interesting and fun. Um, and then, yes, we did get to stop over at the bakery and we got a little tasty treat. Yeah, they gave us one of their, the, the marshmallows on a stick and it had been dipped in caramel and chocolate and then had crushed candy cane on it. So yummy. <laughs> Very sweet, but yummy. Yes. yes. And it was nice to, to grab that. Uh, then we made our way back to Disneyland and basically kind of went down through Main Street USA and some of the other areas through there. And it was really informative. If you don't know, if you've never been on a Disney tour, they're the same, well, not the same, but the similar style in Walt Disney World, you get a, an earpiece that you get to wear and and uh, the, your guide will be talking to mm-hmm. you and telling you, so you get, everybody gets to hear uh, as you're going through these different areas. So she, you know, he or she does not have to yell right. or and make sure everybody's able to listen. One of the, one of the cool things about this is, as we're walking through all these different areas, um, there was holiday music playing through our earpieces right. throughout. And it was themed to whatever areas you were going. Yes. Uh, yes. It was great how they had that synchronized with the location and, and, you know, really bringing it all together. We even got a visit to, yes, Black Spire Outpost, Batu, <laughs> yeah. and yes, we celebrated the holidays with a little Life Day celebration, including a little bit of pieces from the wonderful, <laughs> really, the infamous, I guess that's the yes. better word from it, Star Wars holiday special. Right, right. This is so funny, so cool. But yes, and having... Uh, Princess Leia sing in our earpieces while we're out there was just really a special touch. <laughs> it was something, that's for sure. It was pretty funny. Um, it, 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 as our tour guide, Emily, pointed out, it's like, it's so funny that George Lucas wants to disown that right. so much that you, it's hard to find out there. You can't even really, I mean, you can find it if you want to look for it, but it's hard to watch anymore. And yet there they are in the middle and they're celebrating it on this tour in the right. middle of Disneyland. Yeah, it, it was funny. And it, it, you know, I mean, it was great to be able to add that land to the tour, even though they don't really put up decorations for holidays. Right. But. Yeah. But it was really a fun tour. I, I don't know if it's going to, if I'll rate it as my favorite Disney tour right. I've ever done. I've done, we've done, you know, many things, um, many, both at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World. But if you're looking to get into that holiday feeling mm-hmm. and want something extra besides just going to the parks, um, it's not a bad option for sure. Right. And th- there were some kids on the tour and they seemed to be enjoying it as well. Um, they, they looked like they were about, uh, there was one that looked like five years old and another maybe six or seven. Um, and they seem to be enjoying it as well. And definitely like the treats that we, we got. Um, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's if you're looking for something that's going behind the behind the scenes of attractions, like some of the other tours do, this won't do that. But this will really highlight and get you to appreciate more the styling that they use over the holidays in the different areas and why each one is really um, encapsulating the theming of those mm-hmm. areas. It just, it does get you in the holiday feel. Right. Um, this might be a slight spoiler to it. You do. And so skip ahead if you don't want to know anything <laughs> about what happens on this tour specifically, but you do get the uh, chance to uh, ride on. It's a small world holiday as well right. on this. However, 
we got to It's a Small World Holiday. <laughs> and just before that, oh, the attraction had gone down. Yes. So, unfortunately, with the tour, we did not get to ride it. However, they did give us a lightning lane so we could return to that attraction. Now, this won't go for all of you because this is part of the tour. If the attraction's running, you're going to get to ride it. Right. But we also could have used that lightning lane on anything right. that used, I mean, we could have done Rise of the Resistance right. for that. We could have done Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We could have used anything with that lightning lane because it made up. We specifically were there for the holidays. We love It's a Small World Holiday. We use it for It's a Small World Holiday. Right, exactly. That's what we decided that we were going to, and we knew we were going back to Disneyland later in our trip too. So I think that also helped to decide, okay, this will be our only chance to see It's a Small World Holiday because they were closing it right after that day. Right. So we wanted to make sure we did enjoy that as well. And um, yes, like Tom said, they it was good that they gave us an option to be able to still enjoy that, even though we couldn't do it as part of the tour. Um, but one of the things that she did share uh, about It's a Small World is that this year they added more scents and smells throughout the uh, the attraction, uh, the holiday attraction, so that, again, it really encompasses that theming and in 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 stimulating all of your senses. I did get a little, I didn't get as much of it as I got at a Haunted Mansion holiday, mm-hmm. but I did get a little bit when we went through it. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We, we had this free lightning lane. So I did look at Haunted, uh, at, um, at um, Small World Holiday and try and see if we could happen to get in there at a lower weight right. time and then save it for something else. Uh, but it didn't work out that, you know, we, we, we went and got some lunch and did some other things and the attraction came back up. And then once again, it was like 45, 50 minute wait for just a small world holiday. And we're like, no, we're, we'll use the right. lightning lane for its intention. And that's where we went. And right. that's where I, we did it. I'm sure a lot of people who were there, especially locals, were wanting to see that attraction mm-hmm. one more time because, again, it was going to be closing after that day. Yeah. And it's, again, it's another thing that, especially if you want to get into that holiday feel, mm-hmm. is very special. And, and it's only done at, at Disneyland. Right. It's not, it's, it doesn't happen at the Walt Disney World Resort at Magic Kingdom. Right. So you kind of get, it, it's very special. Um, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful way to see it's a small world for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't have Scott with us, but that's his he favorite yep. he way it. of seeing it's a small world. And we love it too. Um, we did go and grab a little lunch over at the, once the tour was over, mm-hmm. um, at the Jolly Holiday Bakery, because I got to get my Jolly Holiday combo, yeah. which is one of the best deals and one of the tastiest deals you will find in any Disney dining we've ever seen. Right. It's, a, it's a wonderful, delicious grilled cheese sandwich and fantastic cup of tomato soup. It's the perfect combo. It's it's a really good price for what you get right. food-wise. And it's it's very Disneyland to us, so we had to make sure and hit that yeah, up. Yeah, it's always the best. And yeah, I, I, I really do think it's a great, like you're saying, a great value for what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also found out, and we did not know this going in, and this may be another spoiler for the tour. So if Or you maybe wa- a reason to get the tour. Right. So either skip ahead or listen to this <laughs> and know that this is a bonus that we did not know going in was that we also got a reserved seating area, seating, reserved, reserved area, viewing area, viewing area. Thank you. Uh, for the holiday parade, which was going on that, that afternoon. Right. Yes. Uh, so this one, uh, if you do the VIP tours, you get 
the seating you one. You get the really special areas. Right, yeah. right. That's out by the front, uh, by the hub. Um, this one was closer to the train station. And uh, but and, and it may have said that on the description and either I forgot about it or felt like, okay, that's a nice bonus, but didn't think about the fact that they did have a roped area only for people who were taking this tour throughout the day. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice perk that we weren't expecting. And we got some nice bonuses out of that as well. Not only did we get this great spot to watch the parade, right. but we also got some more tasty treats, yeah, right, Michelle? They gave they had some hot chocolate, which was great. Again, it was a very cold day. And so they serve up hot chocolate in a in a souvenir mug. The, which we get to keep. Right. And um, they also gave us the most wonderful, delicious gingerbread cookies. In the shape of Mickey's head yeah. that you could so no ever calories, <laughs> right? But yeah, so that was really great that you could have that while watching the parade. And again, the probably not for all the people at other times who have gone to that tour and watched that parade when it may be really hot. But on a cold day, that hot chocolate was just amazing <laughs> yeah and it was probably the so warmest special. part of the day but again it was in the low 60s so right. it wasn't that warm yes hot chocolate and gingerbread cookie were really nice sat there up front nice front row seat right. for the parade without having to wait there for hours to get that great spot it worked out perfectly for for us and by the way we also had a little bit of a celebrity sighting yes. while we were there. Yeah, very unexpected that uh, we got to see practically directly across from us. Yes. So we were sitting there waiting for the parade to start. And then we noticed one of the, um, I don't know, I guess it was one of the security uh, people there kind of tells just a couple people to stand up. And we're like, what's going on? Is everybody going to have to stand up along the parade route? I've never seen that. I thought, uh, you know, usually people are able to sit. So right. people that, which is good because people behind you can see if you're sitting down on the right. curb or whatever. Then who would come walking up? And we look at him. And we're like, that guy looks familiar. And the reason why he looked familiar is because <laughs> it was none other than Wolverine right. himself. <laughs> Hugh Jackman goes and sits down right in the middle of the crowd, right there on the curb, right in front of, right in front of us. Right, exactly. Directly across from us. And, you know, he was accompanied by some um, plain closed security people. Um, but it was, it just made it a lot more fun knowing he was watching it. There was, I, I don't think the people around him necessarily noticed who it was, but it was also very fun watching his reaction, his joy coming out of his face by seeing the parade. Yeah, and it was it was pretty funny to see some of the uh, cast members and the characters within the parade interact with him. Uh, the Wicked Stepsisters were, were, were flirting with him, right. to say the least, when right. they went by. It was pretty funny. I may have been flirting with him a little bit myself. I was like, <laughs> you got to stop staring at him. I'm sorry, I'm fangirling <laughs> over here. Um, it was pretty cool. And it was nice to see. I mean, yes, he did have some plain clothes security around him. But, you know, he was right there. You know, it wasn't like he was in a roped off reserved area. Right. He was right there sitting on the curb uh, with other guests very nearby. Exactly. You know, and um, we also had noticed they, they did have some things on the sidewalk that they I think that's why they were telling the other people to move right. as well, because I think the people who were sitting at that curb moved some of their stuff, his stuff or whatever the, what the security put down there. But, um, but yeah, he was like Tom said, he wasn't in like, for example, our reserved area. So a reserved area, he wasn't in the 
sit down VIP section uh, with chairs and everything. He was sitting on the curb in front of the train station watching the parade. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, it was an extra added perk of watching what is a wonderful parade already. But also, you know, the interaction with him there. um, It was pretty fun. And then, he, you know, after the parade got up, he got up with his friends slash security cards and um, just walked out through the park, you know, right. and just like he was just there visiting like everybody else. It was pretty cool. Yeah, they really didn't try to do where, okay, here's, a, you know, a VIP move aside or whatever. He just blended with the crowd. Yeah. So very cool. So um, it was really great to be able to see that parade. And like I said, unexpected uh, extra park. We meandered through the parks a little bit for the rest of the day, snacked a little bit, checked out a few things. And then we had something planned out for the the nighttime that we thought was going to be something wonderful for the final of the holiday fireworks display. If they have them now, it's always a question in Southern California, whether they have them, but you know, we thought maybe there's the chance, but either way, let's go check this out. So we booked the uh, Tomorrowland skyline terrace dinner, the holiday version of that. And so what that is, is it's where, um, where the launch bay is mm-hmm. in Tomorrowland, um, there's a space up above, um, outdoor space, where you sit out there and you can go pick up from Galactic Grill dinner mm-hmm. and other foods. Um, it, you get some um, complimentary non-alcoholic beverages, mm-hmm. um, like cocoa, coffee, sodas, water. Right. And you just have this place to sit up there and you can come and go as you please from what time did we check in it was like 6 30 mm-hmm. um until the fireworks are done right. at 9 30 right. and you can come and go as you please if you want to you know eat there and go ride a couple of attractions go walk around come back for the fireworks you can totally do that uh, so we tried it out now as we mentioned it was a little cold in southern <laughs> yes. california at the time it was also quite windy that night night. and it was a brisk chilly wind and this is elevated up (laughs) so there's nothing blocking that wind so we checked in early went up there got some cocoa sat got our food ate that we they did give us some blankets there to try and keep us warm there were no heaters up there we tried our best to make it the best night we could up there, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, and so as Tom mentioned, as part of this uh, package that you purchase, you do, you know, you have a lanyard so you can go in and out. As he mentioned, you can leave if you want to leave your bag or whatever up there. You know, it, it's good. You know, nobody's going to be disturbing it. Um, and you go to Galactic Grill. Now for the holiday version, they had, three special I think it was three options of holiday themed uh, dinner options so you get a, an entree and a dessert but they also said if you didn't want any of their holiday I- items you could select from the regular galactic grill dinner menu as well and so you go down there you you pick up the food that you, you know you want and then you go back and bring it up to mm-hmm. the top of the launch bay area it also includes like a, a non-alcoholic holiday-themed beverage, which we, I think for ours was like a cranberry orange, right, with a glow cube in it, right. um, which was it was a very tasty drink and felt very holiday for sure. Yeah, they, I mean, they they decorated it up too. They had a um, like a quarter of an orange sliced up in there and, and some, some 
cranberries as well. Like like a sprig of rosemary on there too. Yeah. So it it looked very nice and festive. It didn't just look like, okay, here's some juice in a glass. Yeah. No, it was, it was tasty Mm -hmm. and it it, it fit the theme as well. Right. Right. Uh, Also, another thing that you get when you go up there, when you go to the bar to pick up and it's a bar and again, everything up there is non-alcoholic. There's no alcohol involved in this. So know that going in, if you're going to pay this price, there's, there's, it's not like the dessert parties at Walt Disney World or whatever where you can also get some alcoholic right, beverages right. included this is all non-alcoholic um but they you also got your choice of a few different signature we're well not signature but um themed drinking cups or mugs right as well. yes yes um so we had the choice of we you could have got an insulated disney mug which, Which was really cute. It was mm-hmm. the holiday themed, um, and it was a very nice mug. It's a nice mug. Yeah, they they were selling it at the Galactic Grill for I believe it was um, twenty seven ninety nine or something, something like, that. like it that. Was, it was close to thirty dollars that they were selling that for. So you could have gotten that, or you could have gotten one of the Darth Ma- Darth Vader Steins, right? Um, we've debated that, but yeah. we've seen those before. Was, there was something we were fully in holiday mode. So we saw something completely unique there, yeah. and this is what we got. We got the reindeer <laughs> sippers, which have full antlers and the tongue hanging out. It's like the it's like the reindeer you right. see in the holiday parade. Yeah, um, and it was bells and jingle bells. Yes. <laughs> Which was funny when we were driving to the back of the car and it was back there, you could hear it jingling. It was yes. like we were in Santa's sleigh as we were driving from area to area, but that's a different story. Um, but it was so cute. And we almost thought, as we think of many, like the popcorn buckets and some of these sippers or whatever, mm-hmm. not only can you use it to drink, but it becomes like a part of your holiday decorations, exactly. which is probably what will happen for right. us with this. Yeah. Right. And again, um, you know, for the people who were attending this holiday festivity, although the food was just the special holiday food was only available to people going to this um, dinner package. These sippers and things were being sold at Galactic Grill. If somebody wasn't going to that party, they could buy it. And again, I think that one was around the $20 range. So the reason I bring that up is it's part of the package. So, you know, you get your food, you get this souvenir as well. Um, and then like Tom mentioned, the service of having, you know, we could have gone up a million times. They even had sparkling water available. So not just, um, regular bottled water. So you had some choices of some, um, some tonics or some sodas and as well as the coffee and right and all you can drink you know it's anything you wanted to enjoy there um and they also had some conveniences there so you know your flatware and condiments were up there so you didn't have to try to juggle more things from coming from the galactic grill right um and what we didn't talk about the food we got the roast um which was very holiday themed it was a nice roast with mashed potatoes and it it felt very holiday and it was tasty yeah yeah I, i was very surprised at how you know the quality of the food um that that we got from there right and you could choose from the holiday choices or you could choose from anything in the galactic grill i know michelle already said that but i just wanted to reinforce Mm -hmm. that as well that if you're looking to get you know one of the more traditional things especially if the kids were looking for something more that kind of fits the bill for them um you had that option right yeah so um you know and i was actually tempted to get something off the menu the regular menu, but I thought because again, this right. is something unique. But yeah, as you go down, you're wearing a lanyard, so they know which menus that that you can yeah. order from. 
We really enjoyed it, except for that it was so. Uh, it was in the forties. It was so cold. And windy, and the windy. Wind was whipping up there. We we tried our best to make it through all the way to fireworks, but as I mentioned, the wind was whipping. We weren't even sure that there were going to be fireworks. Right. And one of the things Disneyland usually does, which is great is even though they don't necessarily have fireworks every night, they have projection shows. But you're not going to be able to see many of the projections. It would be a great spot to watch fireworks. Right. Actually, if you want to see the projections, not necessarily the best spot for that. Right. You know, And one of the other things that they do, they're the servers, um, they come around to their tables and they'll do like trivia games. Um, if you're with, it's especially great for that one if you're with a, a larger party, you know, because it, you can really get into that trivia with, you know, friends or family. Um, the other thing is if you are, a single person or or two you might be seated with somebody else but one of the things i thought was nice and unique was they had some longer tables facing towards uh tomorrowland so if you were at that table you weren't going to be facing like directly across from somebody else that wasn't with your party you were just going to be uh parallel with them right so, yeah, no, the seating was great. Um, everything was everything about it, except for the weather, which Disney right. can't control, right. was fantastic. We tried very hard <laughs> to stick it out up there, but we realized very quickly, like, it was 8 o'clock, and we were shivering. We were so cold. Right. And also, we were still, we, we, got a, we told you, we got up very early. We were still on East Coast time. It had been a busy day of right. running around all of Disneyland. We were also exhausted, so we and we didn't even know if there were going to be fireworks, right? Because it was windy. We still don't know if they had fireworks that night. Yeah. My yeah. assumption is they didn't because of the wind, because that's super windy. Because of the wildfire concerns, that's a big portion of why they will sometimes cancel the fireworks right. and just do the projection show instead. We decided at one point it's like we just can't sit here for an hour and a half more, or even walk through the park and try and, right. and we was like we're done. As much as we wanted to kind of see that out to the end and tell you what about the view for the fireworks, which we know was great. Right. We just decided that we couldn't do that. We decided to go back to our resort. But I will say this. I think there's value in that. Even right. despite that, I think we got pretty good value out of that. And I think there is value in that if you have any interest in doing that in the future. Because they don't just offer it for the holidays. They offer it other right. times of the year as well. Right. You know, and I mean, they also do a disclaimer that the fireworks may not show. And mm -hmm. so that's something to factor in. But we still felt it brought a lot of value and enjoyment, even without the fireworks. The fi I think the fireworks would probably have put it over the top uh, if if it was warmer or, you know, oh, if a it had lot been, more. If it had been even 10 degrees warmer, I think we would right. have really, or, in, or the wind wasn't going. Right. We would have really been able to stretch it out and make it. But right. it, just, it just, the exhaustion and the cold temperatures right. were just too much for us. And, and we were bundled up. I mean, we, we, we both had like long sleeve shirts and thick jackets. And, and gloves. And gloves and the blankets that they gave us. Um, so... It, it was just very, very cold. And I think there were other people who were leaving early as well. I don't, yeah. we, I don't think we were even the first ones to leave. I know there's people around the country and I understand right. you know, that are like 42, whatever, that's tropical to us right now. And I totally get it. But living in Florida, living in Southern California, as we have for many, many years, 
our blood is very thin. <laughs> We're wimps. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. We are complete wimps, and um, we just decided to call it an evening. Yeah, and you can only drink so much hot chocolate, right? right? We had already had some hot chocolate. I had actually had a partial refill of hot chocolate at the parade, and then here I had two cups and a coffee, and so it was just like, okay, can't do, keep doing all this coffee, caffeine, right. and sugar, and got to get something better in me. <laughs> right. And we also knew we had a busy day the next day, which we're yes. going to get to in here in just a moment. So we headed back to our hotel. The hotel we stayed at for this part of the trip, it was just one night. Um, we had a bunch of Hilton points. Um, so we ended up booking the Homewood Suites um, right next to the Anaheim Convention right. Center, um, which was very convenient. It was walkable right. distance. It's not. It's pretty much about the same space as where the Toy Story lot is, mm-hmm. which... Yes, you could take the shuttle from the Toy Story lot, but it's also very walkable. Right. Um, we did walk. We parked there, walked to the park, walked back to the park. No problem, except for it was very cold at night yes. walking back and we were exhausted. But other than that, it was really good. Uh, what did you think about the Homewood Suites, honey? So I, the convenience of it being right there was really great. Really like that. Um, the fact that we were able to, um, they do charge for parking, but we were able to park our car there in the morning before rope drop. And it was, you know, included with the one night stay charges for the, for the car. Yeah, they do charge. So right. I know that going in, you're, you're going to pay for parking if right. you stay there. But it, that definitely is a, is a convenience. Um, you know, they, they did have a lot of the, you know, it was spacious because it is the Homeward Suite. So you do have a bed area, sitting area, and a mini kitchen. Um, and so they had like a full refrigerator. They had uh, obviously microwave. And a, I think it was like a two burner stovetop. So it you know, it was convenient in, in that regards. They had some dishes and, and silverware and things like that. If you were staying there a couple of nights, you could do that and still feel very comfortable and spacious. Um, I, I think the, you know, in that area, especially it's probably a little showing some signs of being dated, but it might be, again, a very popular location. So I don't know how um, easy, how much there's just always going to be people there and it's, it could get wear and tear just from that. Yeah. I mean, there, there were some areas that looked a little worn, um, but for the most part, it was clean. It right. was nice. Um, the breakfast as uh, with all Homewood suites, breakfast in the morning right. included. So that was a good thing for us, especially since we were getting out early the right. next morning. Um, it worked out really well. We, like I said, we stayed on points. We didn't pay cash for that room, but um, it worked out extremely well for us for this situation for one night. Right, right. So it kept us close to Disneyland for the evening that it was just easy to, at the end of the, the night, go there. And, and, and then it was also convenient because we were going to something in the morning and wanted to be a little closer uh, to... Burbank. So yes, as Michelle said, we did have something very special to get to the next morning. So we, uh, once again, I don't think we got up quite as early, but we did get up pretty early again um, and headed out. And I'm going to get to what we did in the morning in a little bit. But what I will talk about is that one thing that we did for this trip is we had the day open. So a while back, we noticed that we were lucky enough that D23 was offering up the tour of the Disney Studios on the Monday, uh, which was the 8th of December. (laughs) It's still in December. It must be the holiday. Right. January. (laughs) January. Sorry. Um, So we booked that 
as you can. You, all you need to do is become a D23 member. You can do the free membership and right. you get it for one price. If you're a gold member, you get it for a discounted price right. off of that. Um, but we decided to go ahead and look, we're in Southern California. We're doing this Disney trip. What could be more Disney than actually taking a trip and tour of the Walt Disney Studios? Right. And, you know, if you've listened to us in the past, we've talked about that, how special of a location it is, how, you know, how it looks and and hearing the history of it and getting to see Walt's office. It's just the whole experience is very unique, very special. Yeah. So what this is, and we like Michelle mentioned, we have talked about before because we have done this tour or at least a similar version of this Mm -hmm. tour in the past. Um, but you get to go on they get to go on the Walt Disney Studios lot there in Burbank. It's about a little over an hour, depending on traffic, away from Anaheim. Right. Um, and you get to have a tour guide. Um, we had a small group. I want to say maybe ten people in our group. Yeah, maybe, at the most. Yeah. Um, taken through, and they they point out some of the key parts of the Walt Disney Studios, including. You know, the animation building, Mm -hmm. um, some of the uh, sound sets. And yes, you do get to see Walt Disney's office. I think they said it was 95% of what it was originally when Walt actually was there working in the studios every day. Right, of the recreation of it from um, when Walt passed away, Roy hired Dave Smith to come out and really catalog everything that was in there so that if they ever wanted to recreate it, which they did, they could put it, assemble it back to the way it was. And as, as the tour guide and Tom just mentioned, it was, you know, about 95% uh, thorough of what Walt's office areas. And there's actually several sections to that were, and, and the other thing, as Tom mentioned, they, you know, they did talk about like the animation building and, and sound stages and things. So you do get to walk through. Now, a lot of these buildings are office space used for other things. You don't have to be a Disney company to rent office space there. Um, so we did have to be mindful of the fact that there would be people on it, because it was a weekday that there were people working in, in these offices. But you did get to have an appreciation of the flow of how animation was created and, you know, from the concept to actual making a film of animation uh, through that process of where we were. And you got to go even into the bellies of the the lower level where if they, um, the tunnel, they called it, so that they could have the cells be transported to where filming would take place in another building underground in case it was rain. Yeah, um, they don't use the animation the animation building there anymore for the official animation area. It's more office space now for some of the other um, businesses and yeah, some activities. of the other um, people that work there, the producers, etc., the administration. Uh, there, but y- you do get to see a lot of where these classic things, where the the nine old men were, right. is in that area and where they were in, in these spaces. And there are some interesting. Um, layouts kind of that lead you through as you're going through the guide will help discuss things too but they also um show some artwork along the way some animation artwork right. or anything that kind of shows you through the process of how these these films were made and it's just it's just hallowed ground to be walking on right. there and i think this is the first time we had been there 
We'd been there on a weekday, but at night, when the, uh, when the work was still going right. on there, no, when we did the tour in the past, it had been the weekend, so there weren't a lot of people mm-hmm. working on the lot at that point. Right. This was like, we were right there in the middle when these things were going on. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, a, a unique way to to experience that tour. Yeah. We did also get a quick visit to the, uh, the Walt Disney archives. Mm-hmm. We got to hold one of the actual Walt Disney Company right. Oscars as well and, yeah. and check that out and see some interesting stuff there. It was really cool. Something as a Disney fan, it should be on your bucket list. It should be something you should do if you get to Southern California for sure. Right, right. I do think on the weekends you there's a little bit more that is included in the the uh, tour that because it was during working hours, they couldn't bring us to some of the, the locations. Um, if you go to the website for D23, you'll get a little rundown of, of what the differences were. Fortunately, as Tom said, we had gone on a weekend, so we'd seen um, what we saw this tour and a little bit more. So if that's something that you're looking at, you know, it might be something you might want to take into consideration. All right. It's about a... Two, a little over a two-hour tour, and that also uh, added on to that is you get a chance for about a half an hour to shop in the specialty store, right. Disney store that's there on the lot. That includes a lot of items you'll find in the parks and you know some other places as well, but also some specific items that you can only pick up there on the Disney Studios lot. Right, and one of the things that you can do as well is Yes, that you do the shopping at the end of the tour. They give you 30 minutes, as Tom mentioned, to shop. But you can check in to the, you know, come onto the studio lot 30 minutes before your tour. And you could actually go into the store and get an idea of what they have and what you may want to purchase so that when you do have that limited 30 minute of shopping time, you already may know what you're going to be picking up. Right. And they say you have 30 minutes and you should stick by that. And you should. But we had a tour that was after us. Right. So we could have stayed a little bit longer if we wanted to. They didn't really want you to do that. And I get it. They want to go home too. It's a long work day for them. They want to go home. But if you can't decide on a few things and you want, you need an extra five minutes, if you're not the last tour, you do have that yes, nobody, possible opportunity. Yeah. We never had anybody announce, hey, you only have X amount of right. minutes left or anything like that. But we were being mindful and rule followers. <laughs> yes, as we are. As we are. So that was a lot of fun. Now, let's get to it. This something that was probably... There were a lot of special things about this trip, but maybe this was the most special thing, Mm -hmm. arguably, to us on this trip. We were invited by some of the people at Disney Animation for a very special tour of the Disney Animation building. Yeah. This is not something that's part of the D23 tour. This does not happen very often. We were blessed... Mm -hmm. Pixie dusted. Yes. By one special person in particular. I I don't know if she wants us to mention her name. Works for the Walt Disney Animation Department. And the people that you've heard on our show, Dan Abraham, Trent Corey, uh, the creators, directors of Once Upon a Studio. We happened to mention to them that we were doing this tour. They were quick we weren't even asking for this they were quick to invite us hey if if we can work it out schedule wise we'd love to have you over yeah yeah it was amazing um you know we always 
from when we did the interview and heard that till it actually happened, we were just so hopeful that we would have this opportunity. And we also understand that, you know, it was a weekday, so they also were working and we weren't sure things were going to be able to um, come together, but um, the stars aligned like they do in Wish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and our wish came true that we had this unique experience. 100%. Um, we were working with the people that involved that, that were so special in making this happen for us, trying to figure out a time in everybody's busy schedule. We were very mindful of their schedule mm -hmm. because look, they're working. This is a Monday. They have things to do. They have, very, we were on vacation. Right. We, outside of that tour that we had scheduled for 2 PM, we were wide open. Um, so it came back to us that, you know, Hey, 10 AM, um, we've got a window open. If mm -hmm. you'd like to come in for a very short tour, it wasn't a long tour. It wasn't the right. two hour tour. It was no. about an hour. I want to say, um, but um, this is something I get again, very special. And we were like, yes, we're on let, you know, we'll be there. And sure enough, um, it worked out well. Uh, then if you don't know where the Disney animation building is on the studios, it's, it's kind of separate than the new animation building, not the old animation building, not which is original, right there on the right. lot. Um, there's a new separate animation building that is kind of across the street there. Mm -hmm. So you actually have to go through a different security gate to go in right. there. Um, got there met with the person who is really sweet and wonderful. And it, it was so nice to invite us to this um, and to take us uh, through there. And also we were joined by, unfortunately, one of them couldn't make it. He was sick that day. Trent couldn't make it. But Dan Abraham also joined us yes. for about 20, 25 minutes. He yeah. had a 1030 meeting. Can you believe that? And, and helped uh, and walked with us uh, through the Disney animation building and right. as we explored. Exactly. You know, and again, as you heard in the interview with, with Dan and Trent, uh, the passion that they have for that project again came through, you know, Dan took the time to show us some things that had been set up as part of that uh, project. Uh, some things that were not permanent, the permanent uh, areas he explained things to us. But again, you could really hear uh, the love he had for creating that piece of, of work, that masterpiece that was, was created. And so it was really unique and special to be guided by somebody who just was embodying that whole project. If hopefully you've heard the interview. Um, if you haven't, go back a couple episodes and listen to that interview. Um, Dan is everything he was in that interview. I'm sure, uh, well, unfortunately, like I said, uh, Trent was sick that day. Right. We didn't get to meet him in person. Both those guys, warm, wonderful, amazing guys. Um, there were everything you heard on that. And he was that as well when we met him uh, there in the studios. Matter of fact, uh, well, it's funny. We had to sign a non-disclosure agreement right. when we went in there. Um, and there are certain areas where we could photo and certain areas where we couldn't. When we signed the non-disclosure agreement, we thought we could, would take pictures of anything. So we avoided taking right, pictures yeah, yeah. for about the first half of the tour. We could have right. taken so many more pictures. Um, but meanwhile, they're like, oh, we noticed you aren't taking pictures. You can go ahead and take pictures. There's right. just certain areas you can. I'm like, oh, okay. So we start taking pictures. If there's pictures of the two of us in there, there's a fairly good chance, except for the one of us with actual Dan himself, right. that Dan was actually taking those pictures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He took our phones and was taking pictures of us. And uh, again, he was just so warm and gracious and, and sharing of 
information related to that project. Now, obviously, there were areas that we weren't going to be allowed to go in, but just being able to see some of the locations where that was shot. And also they shared with us their, the process of making an animated film and, and how the building layout supports that process and, and how different areas uh, really encourage the creative process of bringing people together in, in a warm, fun, inviting environment to create that magic that comes out on the on the screen. Yeah, we were there and we went to kind of where their kitchen break room, it's not really a break room, but kind of area was. And they were explaining to us like today, it's Monday. Um, this is Bagel Mondays. Right. So they bring in a bunch of bagels and they lay them out there with, you know, some different smears and spreads right. and whatever else. And, you know, people come and go throughout there and gather them. And it's, it's a very open and interactive way for people to communicate um, to get in there, anywhere, everywhere from, you know, the top of Disney animation, Jennifer Lee, right. on to somebody who is maybe working on the effects or whatever right. is there. Um, it, it's it's a way to get to know each other, to be able to collaborate, to bounce ideas off of one right. another. It was, it was really cool to see how that was happening. Exactly. You know, and we did get to um, briefly talk to a couple other f- folks that worked there. And uh, again, the environment that is there to support everybody together and the process of of creativity was super evident and you can tell that it was so special and that everybody that worked there seemed to really appreciate that they were there that it wasn't just a job that they went to that they really thoroughly uh, wanted to do this and looked forward to going to work and, and creating things. And so um, it was spectacular. It really was. Um, as this one person mentioned, it was like you know, how Walt created his company, how he wanted, he, no, they didn't want, he didn't want to be called Mr. Disney. Right. Call me Walt. Um, the first name basis right is throughout the company, especially exactly. in the animation building. Um, they said it's it's almost like a family there that, yes. you know, that everybody just interacts with one another and works together in such a warm and um, really responsive uh, feel. And it's, it, it, it was really good to see. And that's, there's a reason why Disney animation is amazing. It's because they do these things like this. Even, even, some of the higher ups offices right. were wide open for people right. to, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's bouncing in there into their offices right. every, every moment, but the fact that they are open and not separated from everybody else, that right. you can come in there if you need to and, and say something, or they are out walking about in amongst everybody else is, it, I think that's very important for a lot of companies. Yeah. I mean, it really showed that, um, they respect that, bigger or small, everybody's purpose there is important because without, you know, it's just like when you think of a play, without a a particular piece or a person, it wouldn't necessarily come together quite as well. And so it it, it is great. You know, even like Tom was talking about the bagel Monday and it's, you know, some companies you might see, oh, they put out something like that, that or donuts and somebody grabs something and goes to their office. And that's not what we saw. We saw people enjoying it there amongst their colleagues and just having that feeling of family. So right. that was great. I will say we did not get any 
knowledge on what is next no. for Disney animation. Right, they right. were very Nor secretive, very that. quiet. We weren't asking about it. They're like, we can't show you this. We're like, that's fine. No problem. Uh, Dan did have to leave at one point to go to a meeting. We saw him later in that meeting. It was a wide open glass area with like, I don't know, 15, 18 people in a long long table. I'm sure discussing one of the next big animation projects in there. He waved to us as we passed by, which really, again, made us feel that much more special. It was amazing. I'm getting emotional now. (laughs) Yep. It was something I never thought would happen. Right. Um, never was expected. I mean, just getting Dan and Trent on right. was something we never expected and was amazing. Um, this added perk was even more so. Um, we just feel blessed by it all. Right, exactly. You know, and, and again, just knowing that when you're seeing a Disney animated film, that what it took was the passion from these people and and the love they have not only of what they do you know but of each other and it just it's kind of a great feeling to know it's not just a bunch of you know technicians coming together and putting something up because the company needs that that there is really thought and and love with the creative process yeah um you could tell it was all over that building Um, it was an amazing experience and they're amazing people doing amazing work. And, um, that's part of the reason why we love this company yeah. and why we love the, the animation that they put out. It right. Was, it right. Was, it was, it was spectacular. Wonderful. And thank you again, uh, to Dan, to Trent and to this other special person. Right. Again, I don't know if they want their name out there, so I'm but not going to be respectful. It. Yeah. Not, not um, sure but yeah. that for help make this uh, happen for us because it was a treat that, like I said, we never expected and that was a bucket list item. Right. That we didn't even know we needed. Right. Um, exactly. That we got to check off. So it was really wonderful. Um, we've on so long already. So you know why we cut this into halves, but that was pretty much it. We went and met with family and that was it for our day. Next week, we will get into more of our trip, the rest of the Disneyland, the run Disney, mm-hmm. the stay at the, uh, the villas at the Disneyland hotel, right. lots of stuff to talk about next week as well. But Which, it, by the way, we found out that the, the, the folks yes. at Disney animation studios were involved in, in contributing to the decor and the, the, how the appearance of that building was. And it shows. Yes. And we'll discuss more about that next week for sure. They did a fantastic job. We will discuss that as well. But so that is part one of our January 2024 Disneyland and Southern California trip. Now, as I said, you can see why we had to split this into two parts. We've already way talked over how much, uh, because there was so many amazing things that happened on this trip, and we'll get to more of it later next week. But before we get to the Disney stories of the week, we need to talk about our great friend, Nate, with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan 
customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with, answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. There's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right. Let's quickly run through these Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with the date has been announced for when you'll be able to secure tickets for this year's ultimate Disney fan event. Mm -hmm. This came right from D23.com. They said you'll be able to grab those passes to the D23 Expo 2024 beginning on March 26th of this year. Coming up soon. Coming up before you know it. You've got to start making those plans. You may want to already start looking into hotels if you're thinking about going out there because the event runs from August 9th through the 11th at the Anaheim Convention Center. We love the D23 Expo. I don't know if we're going to make it this year because we already had the Southern California trip, but we are going to look into it and see if Mm -hmm. we can figure it out. Uh, But it's whether we're going, whether or not, it's an amazing experience and you should think about it if you're a Disney fan. Right, and we did hear already uh, when we were at the Destination D23 that some of the year... their panels will be in larger areas to allow for more people to get into some of the more sought out uh, panel discussions. Yeah, we're talking about the parks panel, the studios panel, whether it be an animation or live action. Um, Lots of interesting stuff there. So you may want to look into that for sure. Also, they announced that the event will be, quote, expanded globally beginning in Sao Paulo, Brazil this November. And that'll be the first time that Disney's biggest fan event will take place in Latin America, featuring unique content from brands across the Walt Disney Company. And quote, I don't know what that means. If this is, it sounds like it's a separate event yeah. on top of right, D23 right. Expo. A little later. <laughs> Destination D23 usually happens on the, the alternating year. year. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what this is, but I find it very fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool that they are expanding it to another country like that. But, uh, and, Wondering why Latin America. We were speculating a little bit yeah. about that. Is there but. something announcement-wise that may be coming out of the D23 Expo? Maybe it has to do. I mean, especially South America. Now. Right. We've talked about it for a long time. We'd like to see some more South America representation in the parks. Right. Maybe so. that has something to do with it. I have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. We're just speculating. But yet. yeah, that, that sounds interesting. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more about that and seeing what comes of that. Right. And of course, the D23 Expo 2024. 
Moving on, we received some details about the adventurous new stage show based on a fan-favorite Disney movie that will be debuting aboard Disney Cruise Line's next amazing ship. This from the Disney Parks blog. They shared more details about Disney, the tale of Moana, which will debut exclusively at the Walt Disney Theater aboard the Disney Treasure Cruise Ship in December of 2024. Yeah, super exciting. So they're, they put in a lot of different things that you'll be able to see once you get to see this show aboard the Disney Treasure, including they have some amazing puppetry, which they created. They say it soars to mythical heights. Disney Cruise Live Entertainment creative director of puppetry and articulation, Jeff Conover, teamed up with master puppet designer Michael Curry, whose creations are featured in Disney's Tony Award winning musical, The Lion King on Broadway, uh, the massive fiery Teka will be a puppet of a scale Disney Cruise Line has never before produced. When Moana meets Taka and r- restores the heart of Tefiti, the giant Taka puppet will shed its fiery shell and become the gentle island goddess Tefiti herself. That sounds fascinating. It does. And we've talked about this in the past. The puppetry that Disney uses, and you know, you, you mentioned that they've used that on, on Broadway, but they've also, we've seen it in the parks. We've seen it on performances on other cruises. It's really spectacular. It's just such a unique, beautiful art form. Mm-hmm. This sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't wait to see the, yeah. know, the massive uh, Taka. Right. And then the transformation sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how they pull that right, off. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about yeah, this because we love Moana. And I think most of you do as well. It's one of Disney's right. best, especially more recent movies. Um, we're excited about that. Also, Moana and Maui will form a new song called Warrior Face uh, for the first time on this stage show where the demigod teaches Moana how to face her fears before entering the realm of monsters to face Tamatoa. Nice. Yeah, so they'll have the classic songs. Of mm-hmm. course, you're welcome. We know the way, how far I'll go. But this is a brand new song that's included for the show. Right. You know, and as, again, I know we're being repetitive, but the, the shows on the cruise ships are really unique and wonderful. Right. Lots of other dis- discussion on that. They, they, they say that it's going to be an interesting way that they transform from uh, the island to the sea and everything mm-hmm. and how it's going to look. It sounds like it's going to be fascinating. It's a show that's going to be a definitely do not want to miss show right. while you're aboard the Disney treasure. We're excited. We don't have a Disney treasure cruise booked yet, yet. <laughs> but we are looking into it and we'll be excited when that show uh, comes out. Finally, one more story for you. And it's a quick one. We now know when you'll be able to check out Disney's latest animated gem at home. Yes. Disney's wish will be available on digital on January 23rd. So coming up Pretty very soon. soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blu-ray DVD releases will be March 12th. Um, as of right now, no date for Disney Plus. I would imagine it'll be right after that March DVD mm-hmm. Blu-ray release, somewhere near after that. Um, but we may be trying to get it before that because yeah. we really want to see yeah, Disney yeah. Wish. Um, and uh, it looks amazing and um, hoping the best for it. Um, for the Oscar announcements yes. that are coming soon. I'm pretty sure it's going to be nominated. Don't know if it wins, but pretty sure it's going to be nominated. And even more so for Once Upon a Studio, right. nominations are coming up. Can't wait to see. I'm pretty sure it's going to be nominated. Hope it wins. Yes. Don't know, but excited for Dan and Trent and everybody at Disney Animation for both those films. Right, yeah. So so happy that uh, they're, they're 
possibly being super honored as they should be. Mm -hmm, For sure. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. She's fantastic. (laughs) She's all things good in the world. You know, she does the best research. She definitely has the best lists. One thing is for sure. She always has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. (laughs) Well, I, you know, because we went long, I really am going to switch my tip and use use it for next week. But I'll give a short one this time. And actually, it kind of is appropriate because it, it came up while we were at the at the parks this time is to remember to look up there's a lot of amazing things especially at Disneyland that are above normal eye level that really help you to appreciate some of the beauty there and it was funny because there was one day that I said oh wow I didn't notice those you know images before and Tom's like well you didn't follow your own advice and look up the other day so (laughs) don't forget to look up and and appreciate some of the beauty that is um, above eye level. Yes the Imagineers have done such a wonderful job of putting things up there for you to to find as you're going through and that just add to your experience. Um, Michelle's tip of look up is always the best tip. Thank you. As Michelle's tips always are the best (laughs) tips. My tip this week is really simple, quick. If you're a Disney fan and you, I know it's easy to focus on going to Walt Disney World. For many of you, it's the easier place to Mm -hmm. go to. It's your vacation destination. Totally get it. But think about it. Make a plan to get out to Southern California. Get to the Disneyland Resort. It's Walt's original dream. Right. It is the nostalgic park. It is wonderful. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic. I think you'll love it um, if you actually get to experience it. And there are other options in around Southern California. Yes, you get a couple of days at Disneyland, but there is lots of other things to do there, just as there is in Orlando. Right. There are many theme parks within a reasonable distance, maybe not as close as they are in Orlando, but fairly close by, not very far. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, the Universal Hollywood right. Resort. And while it doesn't have this as good, I will not say it has uh, Universal Orlando beat on attractions. It does have decent attractions there, but more importantly, it is a real classic working studio. I mean, the really like they're still filming stuff there regularly. I love to pick it out on television shows and movies. I'm like, that's the universal lot right there. Um, Because you can tell Um, it is amazing and it's worth your time. And then we already talked about the going and visiting Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, even just going to Hollywood and catching a movie at the El Capitan Theater or just looking for some of the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame um, are great ways to really experience Disney in a different way than you're used to. And it should be on your bucket list as somebody who is a Disney fan at some point. For sure. So... That's it for this week. Next week, yes, it'll be part two of our Disneyland trip, including the return of Run Disney at the Disneyland Resort after uh, nearly seven years, after since 2017. And our stay at the all-new villas at the Disneyland Hotel, plus plenty of other talk about our Disneyland trip as well. We'll be telling you all about that next week. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you can podcast. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter, Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, 
please hit us up on our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we sure hope if you wouldn't mind to tell a friend or family member about this podcast. That is the absolute best way to share the information about this show and for us to build our Hyperion Adventurers. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.